Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine. The glory holds like a, a like dick theater. I've imagined your pants. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome back to By the By. We are watching our crazy little dog rolling Mm. around on his back, squeaking his squeaker toy uh, (laughs) and playing with his best friend. Yeah. Buddy, doggy, whatever you want to call him. He's all excited. All four paws in the air. Yeah. Playing with this guy. Apparently it's the best thing ever. (laughs) All right. We're going to have to take that away from him if he's going to continue squeaking it like that. Play with something quieter. Let me get us chewy. We're pipetting right now. We're pi- pipetting. <laughs> God damn. We're we're pi podcasting right now. Pi podcasting. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I think we have managed to <laughs> reduce the noise. We, we've procured the squeaker potentially. We'll see for, how long it lasts for a brief, brief while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome back to By the By. This is Bradford and. Angela. And uh, you are here to probably listen to us discuss the importance of uh, space in between atoms and, uh, and molecules. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I was trying to sound smart, but I'm kind of tired still. And uh, yeah. So. And why ever would you be tired? Because I'm fucking lazy and it's just today's a Monday and I don't like Mondays. And we had a big weekend. And I hate Mondays. Anyway. Yes. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, we need to talk about what's coming up, and that is pretty much nothing, <laughs> because unfortunately, our Perth trip has been mm-hmm. el canceldo, so we are no longer going to Perth because the borders are still shut. Yes, they went back on uh, the opening date, and so we have no idea when we're going to be allowed into WA, so that trip is now canceled. Yes. But, wah, wah. Yep. Yep. So we have nothing... Else no. planned? No. There will be another pendulum party. It'll likely be March. We do not have the date yet. Yes, but I need we to harass will, uh, little Jess on about that. Yes, we will put that up and put it out into the world as soon as we know it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically all we got. Stay tuned. I'm sure there's going to be something amazing that exclusively RHP is going to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will talk about that once uh, we know exactly what, where, and when that is. Yep. But until then, we will uh, talk about other things. Firstly, I wanted to sort of as a epilogue to last week's episode. Okay. An episodic epilogue, an epi- epilogue. Mm. I wanted to read a message that I got on a big group chat thing. There was a bunch of sexy people on a big group chat and 
this person and I had kind of gone back and forth and I thought this was a really great way. And I meant to say it last week and just completely forgot, but I thought this was a really great way to sort of very gently open the door to invite somebody to chat with you. If you're in a big group chat and what this person said was, you're welcome to message me directly if you want. This was a direct message. And I love that. I think that is, I, I think that's a great way. Now, there are certain places where that wouldn't work. For mm-hmm. instance, if you're in one of those Facebook groups for swingers or whatever, and one of their rules is do not direct message people. Uh, don't direct message people. That is a great way to get kicked out of the group. This wouldn't work there. However. But, but you could post it on yes. like a comment or something to something else and say, like if you're going back and forth with somebody, you can yes. say, hey, if you want to direct message me, we can take this offline or whatever. Perfect. So. And I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. I just, I love it. I think it's a great way to sort of, it, it gives the other person control mm-hmm. without, but you're taking control. It's really a great icebreaker sort of way to get in. Well, and it's a good way to just say, Hey, I'm actually interested in a little bit more. And that way it lets you know where you stand, right? It it opens up that playing field. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to having to guess and then you do the whole dance around. It's, I think it's, it's great. So I just wanted to sort of comment on that and give the folks out there a, let them hear what it might Mm -hmm. sound like. Uh, I also Mm -hmm. want to say a couple more things at the event that we went to this past weekend, which we'll get around to had a couple of people say that they had listened to this last week's podcast and they wanted a couple of other things. They wanted us to, at some point, talk about, read somebody's profile online and then say what we would do to better it, how we would make it better. I think that that's a future challenge for us. Mm. Uh, I think that would be kind of fun. And what we might try to do is each of us take one, put together something that we think is a little better and then maybe post it to our Patreon page. So, That's number one. And number two, I have seen in the last few days since we posted this podcast, uh, and I know that people listen to it sometimes immediately. Thank you very much. I've seen some people's profiles on different sites that are different than what they used to be. So they're already listening and they were much better. So if you were one of those people who edited your profile after hearing our podcast i can tell you you did well so i've seen two people who did that so i just thought that was kind of interesting that's exciting yeah look at that yeah bettering themselves remember you catch more fish when you have the hook baited properly yeah yeah very true and that's all it's about that's what it's about Mm -hmm. so yeah uh and then (laughs) also something else that someone asked us to do was to talk about pictures and I want to I want to just touch on that really quickly because I mean this is an audio media so it's really difficult to talk about pictures and what makes a good picture but it got me thinking about if you are someone who doesn't want your face on these sites one thing that I see so much of that I fucking hate is where you've taken some basic app that looks like Microsoft Paint and then just scribbled through the faces oh, of a picture. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not a lottery ticket. Stop scratching off your face. Like <laughs> it, it doesn't you never look attractive. There's no way to make one of those look attractive. A little better than that, but still not great, 
is giant emojis mm-hmm. over the faces. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm really disappointed when I meet you and you're not a perfectly spherical <laughs> head that is bright yellow and has giant eyes. I, I always find that disappointing. <laughs> There's so many apps out there now that make it really easy just to blur a focal point. So you could just yes. blur that face. Yeah. And it really doesn't take a lot to and do that. Realistically, like, realistically, nobody cares. There might be a few people who care, but nobody sees you. Like, it feels it's sad to say this, but we are the stars of our own story. And that's about as far as it goes. So most people... It, you know, it won't recognize you because you're out of place. And if they do recognize you, well, hell, they're on the same spot. So they found you in that place. Uh, but if you still don't want your picture out there, I think a great thing to do is to give an action shot of something that you like doing. Mm-hmm. Don't say sex. But something like if you like riding bicycles or mountain biking or something like that, have a shot of you on your bike in movement kind of thing. So uh, set up your camera for uh, X number of, of seconds and then like just ride past it or take a video and then take a screenshot from that. Or if you like to hike, show a picture of you walking away from the camera in, in the woods or in the bush or somewhere. It doesn't have to be a front on shot to show off who you are. And then you're also giving a bit of personality. Mm-hmm. Do you like to snorkel? Have a shot with you with your snorkel gear on. Yeah. You, you can be outside of the water. It can be silly, but it's obscuring your face but still kind of showing off your body and something about you. And a bit of personality, yeah. So that's, uh, I just wanted to touch on those things because they came up during our conversations over the weekend. Yeah. And uh, so do you want to take over and yeah, talk about, sure. start the weekend conversation? Yeah, so this weekend we went up to the Gold Coast here in Australia. Yes, and if you need to know what that looks like, it's basically Florida of mm-hmm. Australia. If, mm-hmm. Flor- if Australia has a Florida, it's the Gold Coast. Yes, absolutely. And uh, we were going up there for an exclusively RHP event, and that event was on Saturday evening. It was a meet and mingle at this bar called the Chameleon Lounge. We'll get there. Yep. And then it was followed by optional trip to a swingers club that we have not been to. It's been at the Gold Coast for ages, many, many years. And we just haven't actually made it up there yet and gotten there. So we got to go to Chateau Vino after the meet and mingle. Not Finally. Every- yes, not everybody did, but... Uh, I think many did. I feel like there were a lot of people that came from the meet and mingle. I feel like there were. I'd love to know the exact numbers, mm. but we were already sort of well into the yeah. into the club. We were into it. Yeah. It, so it's about a, what, 20-minute drive or so from Broad Beach where we were, the Chameleon Lounge? I just said, I think it's 25. Yeah, 20, okay. 25. Something so. like that. So it's a little bit out of the out of the main strip. Yeah. Which is fine. It's And it's actually not too bad. It's not like you're going through big wooded areas or anything. You're actually going no. through like neighborhoods and yeah. other and suburbs. It, and it actually gets a little more industrial once you're closer yes. to uh, Chateau Vino. Yeah. But yeah, so Chameleon Lounge, That we knew that that's where we were going to be on Saturday night for the event. And after dinner on Friday, we were wandering around a little bit and kind of like, oh, where should we go? Let's go check out this place where we're going to be tomorrow night because it looked pretty fucking amazing online. And so just to give you a little bit of about them on their About Us page online, it says Chameleon Lounge Bar is a hetero-friendly LGBTQIA plus lounge bar located in Broad Beach, providing a safe space for everyone in the community to come together and enjoy a drink and a show. It's great because like, I've not really seen a place like this probably, I don't know about in Australia, but certainly I wouldn't have expected something like this in the Gold Coast. 
Definitely, um, definitely. It was great because we went on Friday night after dinner and they had drag show. I think it was like open mic night. So they had drag queens getting up and lip syncing to songs. And it was just, they were just having so much fun. I know they do drag trivias. They do drag bingo. They do all kinds of different things. But it was just a really fun environment and very open, very accepting. And the drag queens were funny as hell. I love drag queens because a great drag queen is also a great insult comic. So it's, they can get away with saying just about anything. And the number of people who would stand outside and you could just barely see them from the stage and the, the drag queen would be like, Oh, you can come on in. You can come on in. And the people would just walk on. Right. Then fuck off. (laughs) We didn't want you here anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. Uh, The, the bar itself, had a pretty good drinks menu, Mm -hmm. had a really nice looking food menu. We didn't actually eat there, but we drank many a drinks. It's a, I mean, it's what you would expect from a a fun little Mm -hmm. uh, queer friendly bar. Yeah. And they did have a good stage up. uh, And as a bonus, so I think the first show, the first song that they did after we got there, they didn't have this happening and one of the guys that we were with was like you know what they need they need a camera on the stage and it can just like a simple little camera on the stage and it can project onto this tv that tv you know so that way everybody can see no matter where you are and then sure enough the next song that somebody got up there and did they had the camera on yeah it was great it's like oh look there you go you shall receive you know what else would be great if i had a million (laughs) dollars no one anybody Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So we went there the first night just to get a lay of the land. And then the next night was the beginning of our exclusively RHP meet and mingle. Yeah. So we got there. I mean, everybody at home knows what time we got (laughs) there. It started at seven. We were there at 645 (laughs) because we wanted to be ready, right? You want to already have your drinks. I went and got a bottle of wine. You get the bottle of wine that you don't have. That way you don't have to make those endless trips back and forth Mm -hmm. between the bar and the location. You don't have to stand in line and wait and all that. Yeah. When we got there, they were just finishing up drag bingo, which is hilarious. I love drag bingo. It just reminded me that we needed to go to drag bingo more. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so the hosts were there when we got there because they're also early. Props to them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we just. So the way that they were set up at the bar, as we walked in, there was like a VIP area to the left where there were some lounges and some little tables and that kind of thing on the left-hand side. And they had it roped off for our group. Mm-hmm. And so it was clear that, like, that's where we were going to be. And, of course, there was an exclusively RHP banner, in case, you know, you were wondering. In case you're lost. Yeah. And then, uh, as you continued on in, on the right-hand side was where the stage, and there were some additional seating and tables and banquets and things like that. And so th- it wasn't just exclusively RHP at the bar. We had a little section, but there were also, you know, nor- other normal patrons and right. things like that there. Which was also funny, and we'll kind of get to that as yeah. the, the yeah. night went on. Uh, but it was good to be there early because, yeah, you know, like like normal, like people start coming in, and then we can start greeting them. and And they were finishing up the bingo as things were starting, and they were a little bit late, I think, finishing the bingo, which was fine. So it was kind of fun because we got to watch that and still talk to a few couples as they were coming in a bit early as well. Yeah. Uh, so the way that exclusively RHP, which I'm now going to call ERHP from now on, <laughs> because it's just a mouthful. It, the way they were running it was we they had two different colored bands. So some people got yellow bands, some people got pink bands. And then the idea would be mix and mingle. So talk to people with a similar color band, mm-hmm. talk to people with different color bands at different points in the night. 
fast forward maybe an hour in, everybody's there. The issue we ran into was since I'm going to say vertical drinking, since drinking while standing hasn't been something that's been allowed for quite a while in Australia, but specifically in New South Wales and Queensland, most people just got a drink and properly sat down because we haven't been allowed. We've had to sit and drink in bars for a very long time. And we, they did tell us, you know, we could stand up and drink. We could actually mingle and things. And there was mingling happening. It just didn't happen as quickly and perhaps as organically as it would have if we were standing up. Right. So it took a bit more effort to make your way around the lounges and interject yourself basically into someone else's conversation because it, it got to be where there were like a little closed circle over here, maybe a medium sized closed circle over yeah. here, just because of how people were sitting and how the lounges were and things like that. Uh, so it, it did take a bit more effort. So anybody who was introverted very much, I think, was relying on other people to come to them. Yes. But we did see people that were going around and, and I think, you know, they had music going. So having a little bit of a dance helped as well. Very true. Yeah. I, I think I took a, a kind of a overall view at one point and there were three pretty big size circles mm-hmm. uh, of folks talking. And then you would notice that maybe the people that were in the circle might drift over to this circle mm-hmm. just by a rotation of the hips. So it was, I think it ended up being better than what it could have been, mm-hmm. but not exactly what the hosts were hoping for. Right. Because I think what they were really hoping shooting for was everybody standing up and then they'd be like, okay, now go find somebody with an opposite color yeah. band on. And that could have worked if we were all standing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was just all of us were so used to sitting down that that's what we did. But I did see some couples moving around. Yes. And I know that we tried to get around a bit. It was easier at first before it got really full. Uh, yes. So we were able to get around and talk to a few couples a little bit earlier on, which is also another benefit to getting there early. Then even later, we tried to, or at least I tried to position ourselves, you know, maybe we talked to this group up here a little bit, then, okay, let's go over here. But it was hard to break in sometimes because yeah. just of how people were positioned. And then you're also standing while everybody else is sitting. And that's <laughs> that's always awkward. It's a power play that I don't usually like to play. But yeah, it, ultimately, it it was great. There was a lot of good conversations. We talked to a number of couples. Yeah. Uh, we talked to a number of podcast listeners, which I'm always surprised that we go somewhere and like, oh, we listen to your podcast. <laughs> I'm, really? Why? <laughs> but thank you. Uh, it was it was good. So yeah, we we had some really good conversations. Yeah. And then again, the Chameleon Bar is if you're in the Gold Coast or nearby, definitely go check it out. It is definitely worth the price of admission, which is coincidentally free. <laughs> but anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's a fun little bar and they have, uh, if you, I don't know if we've put it up on Instagram yet, but we will at some point. I know you put it up on discord, but we, they have some like, um, lit up like angel wings. Yeah. So it's a really great photo opportunity. If you're there, you can get a picture in front of the wings. Yeah. We've got one. Like I said, we'll put it on Instagram if it's not been already. Can't remember if I put it up there. Or I know not. you put it on Discord the night of. Maybe I, don't know. I do a lot so. of things and I drink sometimes, and it's just, <laughs> I'm I'm less than responsible. Let's uh-huh. be honest. Yeah. So yes, we had some good drinks. We had a bottle of wine, and then everybody was meant to sort of head over to Chateau Vino at about I think probably nine thirty. Mm-hmm. I think it was around nine thirty is what was scheduled. But Angela and I get antsy, so we looked to leave. But before we did, sorry, we also had some listeners uh, who, who are definite listeners and folks on our discord, they showed up. And if you, 
if you are a constant listener, you would know who they are. Uh, it was Tony and Summer. Yep. So who went to the erotic ball in June, I guess, of this past year, and then we interviewed them. So they came in and we saw them and it was so nice to actually go like, oh my God, I can hug you and see you face to face in person. Yeah, it was really good to see him in person because we had done Zoom before and of course they're on Discord. So we're able to, to chat a little bit there, but it's not the same as being in person. No, it's really so, not. And they're lovely, lovely people. Oh my God. And, and they're cute. very attractive yeah. people. And it's just like, mm. <sighs> yeah, wow. I, well, it's just unfair that all of our listeners are hotter than us. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yes. Yeah, so we got to talk to them and that was just delightful. We ended up leaving 30 minutes early so that mm. we could get to the club 30 minutes early because we wanted to get to the club when it was at or close to empty so that we could take a look around without feeling like we were bumping into people, without feeling too much pressure or stress. Yeah, we knew that once everybody started leaving the Chameleon Lounge that they would arrive at Chateau Vino around the same time. Yeah. And we wanted to get there while it wasn't so busy. We could kind of get a look around, lay the land before it was just absolutely full of people, uh, assuming it wasn't going to be full of people to begin with. But you know, Well, was... I mean, it, we knew it was going to get more full. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was yeah. it. We knew that this group was most of which were going to the club. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could have already been full, but we were yeah. you know, still getting ahead of that yeah, that yeah. boulder snowball. So yeah, so we, we said a few goodbyes and then we smoke bombed. Smoke bomb. And yeah, so 20, 25 minutes later, and people often ask like, oh, how do you feel going to a new club? And like, are you stressed? Are you nervous? I was honestly sleepy. <laughs> Riding in the car, I think I was looking at my phone for most of the time and I was like, mm, I could take a little nappy right now mm -hmm. and that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. I did not. Yeah, but, but yeah, we went through kind of neighborhood, suburb areas, past some houses, things like that. And like you said, as we got closer, it got a bit more industrial. Yeah. And so you're kind of like, okay, like, I And we've I been get to clubs it. where they're in like absolutely. fully industrial. Yep, absolutely. But this one was, I think, a little bit different than some we've been to in that as we got close, there was a big CV lit up on the side of the building. Yes. Cool. Now we know exactly which building it is without having to pull out the phone and like, you know, because the Uber driver's dropping you off and you try to act like you know where you're going, even though you don't really know where you're going. You don't want to be like, oh yeah, drop me off in this industrial area. And then at I'm, the, in this cul-de-sac. In this cul-de-sac. And I'm try looking at my phone, trying to figure out where I'm going. That seems really shady. Yeah. But also. So at least there was the CV to be like, oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> the Uber driver knew exactly where he was going because he got really conversational right before he dropped us off uh -huh. because it was like, drop off. Angela at Chateau Vino Swingers Club. <laughs> like it was not, it was not obfuscated at all. It was Chateau Vino Swingers Club. Uh -huh. So, like, it, he got really chatty right at the end, which I thought was cute. And I was like, mm, babe, you would have had a chance if you'd started at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Anyway, so we uh, we get out of the car and we walk up the stairs and immediately. Like we're greeted with air conditioning, which is just delightful. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so you walk in, look to the left, and there was a nice counter there with mm -hmm. a, a lovely human being who was checking us in. Just as a side note, they do take uh, card and cash, but uh, apparently in the past, maybe they didn't take card. I think, yeah. But now they do take plastic as well, so mm -hmm. you don't have to have cash to go in. We were told what number we were for our drinks. Yep. We did not get a locker key. We'll get to that. And we were told to drop our drinks off at the bar. And then if they, if there was somebody free, they we could get a tour. Yeah. So we went to the bar, gave them a bottle of wine, and we asked if we could get a tour. And 
There was, I don't know if he actually worked there, if he was just a regular. Either way, there was a really... I had a very similar Bradford and Angela feel at OSS uh-huh. that this was a fella who didn't actually work there. But he's but there all the is time. Is there all, yeah. enough that he's comfortable behind the bar and okay, they're okay with him giving tours. Yeah. Yeah. And he was really cute too. Uh, yes, um, he was. So yeah. We'll get, we'll get to that more in a second. So we asked him if we could get a tour and he's absolutely. And he started taking us around and showing us the lay of the land, uh, starting out where the bar was was basically a big lounge area so there were some couches some high top tables that was clearly the big social area yeah yeah they had one of those giant sectional uh, couches with the recliners in it which i thought was kind of funny because it was like hmm this this is microfiber this stains oh yeah that'd be hard to clean wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) the first thing i thought was "Mm, wow that's microfiber That's brave. (laughs) That's really brave. Yeah, exactly. Because the hell with sex. Think about, you can scotch guard it, but come on, red wine. Somebody's going to be spilling red wine down that thing. Also, it's dark. Do you really care? Uh, A little, maybe not. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. So we will go, I guess, from the lounge right Mm -hmm. uh, adjacent to the lounge and right where we had just walked in was literally this giant dance floor. Yeah, it was huge. And there's a pole in the middle. A huge dance floor, pole in the middle, uh, an elevated DJ booth, which I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And then if you're facing uh, into the dance floor, they had a a couple of steps that went up to a shadow box, which I think, again, is something that is such a great idea. I'd love to see or know how often it gets used. Yeah. It's, It's a great idea. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, imagine basically a double sized phone booth. Oh, well, some of our listeners might be too young to know what phone booths are. Imagine a walk-in closet with uh, that's empty, and then it has uh, like a white sheet wrapped around it, and it's all backlit. So when you walk in, the lighting is behind you, and your shadow is then projected onto the sheets. And you could dance, or you could do sexy things. Like There was a lot of stuff that could have happened in there that could have been amazing. My only note to Chateauvino is you should have a little stool in there if you want sexy things to happen, oh, yeah. because that would have made sexy things easier to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, it's easier on the knees, it's easier on the <laughs> knees. And that's, you know, once you get to a certain age and you want to shadow project, you, you just need to sit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think it's such a clever mm-hmm. use of the space because there was nothing else that they could have used that space for really. And yeah, so mm-hmm. big thumbs up to that. And then on the opposite side of that was a glory hole. And to, to use that, you had to go up a set of stairs and like three or four steps. It wasn't that much. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, and then you would be in the box. That's where the hole would be and you can stick your junk through. And then there was a little private curtain around the back of it that you could hide in. And then you there was a hole there. It was like, there was no, you didn't have to sit. You didn't have to stretch it. Like it was right at the right height for play. Um, One thing that I think is absolutely hilarious was inside the bottom part of the glory hole was a sign that said protective eyewear must be worn. (laughs) (laughs) It was in jest, but it's still fucking hilarious. That's funny. I didn't notice that. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. So yeah, then I guess take us down the hallway into the into the magic spaces. The whole thing is set up from that space. So that area is big wide open. Yeah, and like also a great room. Yeah, and also off of the main area there were sliding doors that would go outside to a smoking area. Which also had a pool table. Yeah, also had a pool table out there. But then so going from behind the bar area uh, we, it's, yeah, it was kind of like a rabbit warren, but we start off down the hallway and first thing on the left is there's a big playroom. 
and it's an open playroom. There was a chain. There wasn't really anything to hook the chain to. We improvised, but that that was a big playroom with a big bed in it, um, some little nightstands. There was a shelf even with like some towels and things, I think, along one corner. Yeah. One Again, one big positive comment was every bed had towels on it. Most yeah. rooms had little shelves with towels on it that I saw. Yeah. Uh, this room did not have a doorway because it also had, it led to a private space for the owner. Yeah. It was a staff area, yeah. which is, yeah, completely fine. Because yeah. it's also like right off of the lounge area. So it yeah. makes sense that it would be more open. Uh, and then there were some restrooms. Yep. And then as we continue on around, there was another playroom and that one did have a door that could be closed. It yep. also had a chain on it. I think there were two playrooms down. on the left-hand side. Were there two side. on the left? Yeah. I remember one on the left. Yeah, okay. there was a first one, then a, the bathroom on the right, and then another playroom on the left. Okay, I don't remember the first one. I only remember the one after the bathroom. Yeah, and there was a bathroom on the right. Uh, toilet's broken. Shower was working. Big shower. I think yeah. it was a double shower. Yeah, it was a big shower. And then you go outside into an outside space that was a non-smoking space. It did kind of around the corner adjoin to the other space, but there was basically the building in between. Yeah. Uh, And for everybody going outdoors, I mean, it's the Gold Coast people. It's like, it's always warm. It's always beautiful. Yeah. Cold for them is like 70 degrees or... I would uh, said 20. Or, or 20 yeah. if you're in Celsius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's completely fine to be outside. And it was also a short little, like, just a couple of steps to get to the next little building. Uh, So then you go into the next little building and there you walk into this big playroom, like this giant playroom. And there was a huge day bed. I don't know what size. It was like like a king size day bed. I've never seen a day bed like that. I almost would have said like two doubles together or something. But it it was was, big. It was a huge day bed. And directly in front of you were some lockers. Yes. Uh, And they were, it was like rent the lockers for six bucks for the night. And if you didn't want to do that, you could go back out by the front desk and there were some shelves that you could just put your stuff on. So those were your two options. My only real negative with that is that there wasn't a good dress down area. Yeah. And so I realized that a bit later when I went to dress down, it was like, oh, where do I do this? Because there's not a good change place. If there's not people playing on the day bed, that's fine. You can definitely use that space. But there wasn't like, at least maybe I didn't see, I didn't see like hooks or a stool or anything to try to use as you're changing clothes or like anywhere to put your stuff. Uh, so I ended up just going into one of the restrooms and doing that. That was also a little bit awkward. Yeah. So, and you're right. There was no seating in that other than that giant day bed. Mm-mm. And that was a big enough room that I think you probably could have gotten away with a bench, but it, yeah. there was no space to sit down, take off, put on your shoes or your clothes or et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Also a bench or an ottoman or something would be great for people to watch if they wanted to. There. Yeah. But. yeah. Uh, so there was another bathroom there mm-hmm. and then, turning left where if you're in the room with the giant dead bed there was a giant window that looked into a dungeon that had a swing and uh i think it was an a-frame or a saint, a saint andrew's cross, cross something mm-hmm. like that i didn't see any toys so it was probably a byo yeah and then on the far side keep walking down that i guess down a little ha- hallway you could then enter that dungeon and on your right were two more rooms and then on your three, i think okay maybe three uh but definitely on your left mm-hmm. was a giant double room that was their dark room which is again something that we had never seen in a swingers club a dark room now when they said dark room i was like holy shit a dark room that's we'll we'll get to it but that's that's a lot for a swingers club but 
the sheets in this, there was two double beds or two king size beds, maybe even mm-hmm. pushed together. Uh, they did have white sheets on them. So as dark as the room could get, it wasn't dark because of the sheets. But also the guy who was giving us the tour did say that normally they're black sheets. Yes. So that I think was a bit of an oddity. Fair enough. Yeah. But there was also a little bit of light coming in. So, yeah. but it, it was still also talking to our friends that we, some of our friends had gone up as well and talking to them. She said that she had been before and it like went into the dark room and she hadn't been in anything like that before because you don't yeah. see it at a swing yeah. club, right? And at first she was like, oh, I don't know what that is that's touching me. I don't know what I'm touching. Oh, but I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I... I like it. And also, as a side note, there was another panel, like a a, a pretty big size hole between mm-hmm. the dungeon and the dark room. Yeah, there was. Which I think is, again, that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah. But uh, it's funny. In theory, I love the idea of a dark room in a swingers club. For a night like Pendulum Night, I would think it would be an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. My problem is that you have to sort of check consent at the door in a dark room. And I say that by having spent many a time in dark rooms in saunas, gay saunas. So when you go into a gay sauna, basically you're kind of consenting to, there's a lot of things that could happen to you. Now, admittedly, you can stop a lot of things, but there's going to be, you can't control where hands go. Mm-hmm. You just can't, you, you cannot. And it's weird. Cause they sort of float out of nowhere and you're like, I'd, a hand is cupping me, but I could not tell you where the human that's attached mm-hmm. to this hand is. And while I do think that's kind of a fun thing in a swingers club, I get concerned over penetrative sex and how I just don't trust people. Yeah. I would say I'd be concerned about that, but it's also a bit of that consensual non-consent, right? Fair enough. And if you're into that or you want to go into that space and, and I mean, you, don't have to stay in the for very Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Very long, but so it's, and I don't, we actually didn't end up in that space honestly because we just got sidetracked and forgot about it because uh, i didn't had the sheets oh. been black i would have encouraged us to go in okay there. uh but there was enough light bleed yeah because so again so how this was it was a, a like a double-sized bedroom so two bedrooms stuck together uh with two doors but both doors had been removed and then but the far doorway was covered in a black curtain yeah so you had an open doorway and then a black curtain mm. now uh that leaves with with white sheets. There's enough light bleed coming mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. even though it was, you know, dusky in the hallways. Yeah. There was enough light bleed that you could see 
just about everything that's going on. Fair enough. That took the magic away from me. Mm. The thing of I like about a dark room, having said all those weird things I just said about <laughs> dark rooms, is the fact that you don't know what the fuck's happening. Like nothing, everything's a mystery. Uh, yeah, I would have been interested in it, but honestly, I just forgot about it because we got sidetracked. Yeah, but yeah, and then so yeah, like we mentioned earlier, opposite of those rooms, uh, the kink room and the dark room and all that, there were three smaller bedrooms with yeah, yeah for play. So, so yeah, it was a bit rabbit warny. A lot of lot of different play spaces, which was great. Yeah, it's, it's good to have options. And the other ones, the three little rooms, all had doors on them. So if you wanted private play, you could go in there. Yeah, in total, I think there was six rooms, five of which had doors that could be shut. Uh, all of which had chains that could be put up. The one that didn't have a door had a chain that could be put up. Uh, I'm thinking at least three toilets four toilets one was broken yeah so i did think it was funny at one point when i went up to use the restroom uh there there was in so right at the beginning there was a like a women's restroom and a men's restroom i also really liked that they had like bust forms on them yeah yeah, i did too. that was cute uh but i went up to use the restroom and there was a guy standing there and he was like oh there's like, there's a woman in the men's restroom. Does that mean I can go use the women's restroom? Because the women's restroom at that point was empty. It probably yeah. wasn't when the whoever first walked up or they didn't care. I don't know. I was like, it doesn't matter. It has a fucking toilet. Just go use it. Like, yeah. seriously, guy. Like, it just it just doesn't matter. Just go use the toilet. Well, but seriously, guy. <laughs> That's just great. <laughs> Look, guy, just do what you, uh, who are you? Uh, it sounds like, um, you sound like uh, Terrence and Philip from yeah. South Park. <laughs> Hello, guy. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I, just just use the fucking toilet. I don't care. And then at some point later on in the night, I think I used the men's toilet because there was a line for the women's. I'm like, nope. <laughs> agreed. Uh, toilets are not gendered. No. Uh, urinals, also not gendered. <laughs> so look, just the world is your is your toilet. Use it. Uh, yeah, I have no issue with that. Mm-mm. So we got there, dropped our bottle off, immediately drank some water because we had just finished a bottle of wine and it's funny we brought a bottle of wine and i don't think we drank more than two or three glasses because i was kind of done at that Mm. point i wanted to focus on the sexy times yeah we got distracted but also we shared a little bit of it yeah yeah so we we got there and started talking to a couple we just typical angela we get a glass of water and then just walk right up to them i think i ended up getting a glass of wine later Mm. and uh, for us each but we started talking to this couple who go there quite regularly and that's again if you're a first timer at a club that's the thing to do yeah they were so nice they were so much fun to talk to oh yeah lovely lovely, lovely humans really fun to chat yeah. with basically saying that they were kind of surprised at how dressed up everybody uh was it was a saturday night and they normally come on friday nights and that fridays are a little more casual uh-huh. which i'm kind of curious to know what what does casual look like for a Gold Coast club, yeah. <laughs> a Swingers Club on a Friday night? At, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to, I was like, is it like tracksuits? <laughs> I don't know. Is it velour? <laughs> or uh, is it just like, I would say a going out shopping dress kind of thing? Like okay, maybe, maybe. You know, but not like really dressed up. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just, yeah. I, I'm kind of curious now. So I, I feel like we knows, should go back. If anybody knows, inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, for reals. <laughs> uh, so we chatted with them for a good 30 minutes mm. and just talking about life, love, and general things and they were just really friendly nice people to talk to yeah and admittedly after everybody else started coming in we got distracted a bit but i did see them later on from across the room and there were like bunches of people in between so i kind of waved to them oh that's nice yeah we we had told them while we were up there and we ended up 
literally just bouncing around between people to people to people. I think we spent a lot of time just off the dance floor were four or five stools, which mm-hmm. I think is great because again, you're right there on the dance floor, sort of. There was but, a little, but there's a banister between. railing yeah. thing in between you and the set of stools and the and the dance floor, so you could be there seeing what was happening on the dance floor without being on the dance floor. Mm. Brilliant! Again, I love that kind of setup. We watched folks dance for a little while. There was some break dancing going uh, on. I was gonna say one guy like did some major break dancing. That was pretty fucking amazing it was yeah and i was like there was a few times i was like dude really and i was like whoa Mm. really yeah dude dude could (laughs) move yeah like it was it was kind of a you know that moment when you see somebody start to break dance like imagine bradford starting to break dance and you're like (laughs) "Mm, he's gonna die he's gonna die really badly and then suddenly i'm like i'm busting moves yeah he started out like I was, yeah. I was thinking this, this poor boy is going to break something, uh-huh. if not himself, something in the club. And then he actually had moves and I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will sit back down and, and hang up the phone and not dial emergency services. <laughs> yeah. So we, we had some great conversations chatting with folks. And then I think probably 11 o'clock hit and Angela's internal clock went off and then we started dressing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was, I think one other person in our our friend group because we we knew what two three other four of the couples that were there yeah from previous events and so there was one of them that came out and she was dressed down and I was like oh that's a good idea let's get this party started so I went and dressed down and I think then you know that but again is that permission space then yeah. more people start doing it which so. does lead to back to something that you've already touched on and I want to hit on it again because I think this is kind of an important transition thing that all swinger clubs need which is a safe place to put your shit and a comfortable place to get your kit off. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I think my biggest complaint about Chateau Vino is that they didn't really have a locker space. And when I say that, I mean, not just a place because they had those $6 lockers. I'm totally fine putting $6 worth of coins in to rent a locker. That's actually a great idea rather than having to put up with the bullshit of keys. But having a place to sit down, take your shoes off, you know, get your stuff Just, organized. Yeah, change clothes a bit. Yeah, and and like I said, even an ottoman, a couple of stools, maybe you know, something would have helped. Uh, it it is still a little awkward that it's in that play space. So if there's people playing there, especially if you're new, that yeah. can be intimidating. But I'm pretty okay with that. It was more yes. just like where where do I like where do I put my lingerie while I'm taking my dress off? And then I have my dress off. How do, where do I put that while I'm putting on my lingerie? And then if you're using any of the other spaces, you're using a space that could either be a bathroom Mm -hmm. or a play space. Mm -hmm. So then that becomes the problem of you're using a space that should be used for something else just to take your clothes off. And you have how many people that might be doing that in a night? Exactly. So I, I think literally a bench, a wooden bench in front of the, lockers would have been a simple solution for that okay but now arguably we're used to a different a certain kind of play right so we're used to go dressed get dressed down to lingerie you wander around they did say on their website that you can't be naked in the main lounge area by the bar okay so at least lingerie or something i would assume it didn't i'm might have to look back at the website but i don't recall well, it i was wearing specifics i was wearing underwear in the bar and i asked if it was okay and the guy was like yeah it's yeah. absolutely fine yeah i did see that no nudity out there but again if you're going to be wandering around your lingerie i don't want to be carrying my stuff with me which is fine yeah. they had the lockers but 
we have been to clubs where people basically just take their clothes with them, right? Right. So you just, you have your, say, I would have my dress on over my lingerie. We'd go play. I would take it off, leave it by the bed while we're playing, put it back on, go wander around to the next space kind of thing. So we have been in clubs where that's more of the mainstay. And maybe that was. So maybe that's how it is. Maybe that's the intention. Because when you think about it, say there was really no public big play space other than i guess no no and that's not even true either because the dark room the dungeon and the the day bed bed were Mm -hmm. all in a very public place Mm -hmm. so you could wander from space to space to space and feel comfortable dressed down i still say you need a place to sit down yeah Um, i agree second to that is and they were so nice talking about right as you enter there was a shelf for like a lot of people had coolers because they'd bring their drinks in and coolers drop them off at the bar, and then put it back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, there's a camera here that's always on, so if somebody does take your bag, we'll know who took your bag. It's going to be an accident. Yeah, and they also did say that they've never had a problem with that, which I can understand, yeah. but it's also the person who worked the door was sitting right there watching the space. Exactly. So I had no issue putting my stuff there. No. But no. Yeah. also, just as a side note, Australia in general, I have no issue putting my stuff anywhere. I have used the bathroom, leaving my laptop mm-hmm. out, at a, at a hotel bar and am confident that it would never leave. Yeah. Australia is amazing. Um, anyway, so the problem with that though is once you dress down, you have to get back out to basically the entrance, mm. drop your stuff off, and then come back out if you want it under the camera. Yeah. We just took our shoes off, shoes? Yeah, because we're hobbitses. Um, <laughs> we took our shoes off our feetses and we had a little canvas bag that we stuffed all of our clothes in and then just stuffed it on top of the paid lockers because we didn't have $6 worth of coins. Uh, they, I didn't even look if the lockers took cards or they not. They didn't. They only took coins. And I heard somebody uh, say that uh, you had to go up to the front desk and get coins. And uh, I was like, mm, too lazy. Uh, I'm just going to sit all of our stuff up out of I'll sight, say, out of uh, mind. Yeah, we didn't care that much. I, I had no. Nothing that we had. Mm-mm. It would have been funny trying to get an Uber ride home wearing only a jockstrap, but I would have tried. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the only thing we had that was really valuable was our rainbow umbrella. Oh, my phone was in there for quite a while too. Well, okay. That and my insulin pump. <laughs> it keeps me alive. Yeah, please don't so steal that. <laughs> the, in hindsight, maybe I was a bit <laughs> foolish, but at the time it seemed like a great idea. Also, it's Australia and people are so yeah. trustworthy, especially swingers. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we... Um, Dressed down, I wore a jock strap. Look, I also was trying to push. I, I like to test spaces and boundaries, right? Yeah. Everybody knows me. Yeah. So my nails were painted. I was not the only person who came to the the meet and mingle with painted nails. So uh, not the only male. I should say, of course, mm-hmm. I was not the only fella who came with painted nails. So fucking a, right? We yep. we can yep. slow and steady. We will push these boundaries. Uh, I had you know I, I had a little bit of makeup on and. I was wearing jock straps that uh, that has two male deer fucking on the jock straps. <laughs> uh, so I'm dressed down to my jock strap and wandering around. And fast forward, we'll we'll kind of jump around a bit at the night because we're kind of wrapping up. Uh, we are not going to tell everything, but so at one point we were all standing out having a, another drink, and the fella who had given us the tour kind of grabs me and pulls me aside a bit and goes, I like your dress choice. And I looked down at him and he was wearing a jock strap. Uh-huh. He turned around and showed off his little bum. And I was like, oh my God. Yep. And I thought to myself, oh my God, you have a great ass. And he was cute. Uh, and I really wish that I had kind of taken the time. This is the problem when we do things like this mm-hmm. because 
these are friends. We were we were talking to friends that we literally hadn't seen in one case for six months, seven months, and in other cases, at least three or four months. No. More than that. Both of them were six or seven months. Yeah. Um, and then another couple of friends that we haven't seen in two or three months. Yeah. And we want to catch up with these people. But then I see hot guys like that in a jockstrap, and I kind of want to be like, mm-hmm. hey, do you, you want to show me how to use the glory hole again? Uh, <laughs> like, damn it. And I'd already asked this fellow on the tour. The last thing on the tour was the glory hole. And I was like, he even said, if a lady wants to get down there and not know whose junk is being pushed through, then she can, you know, have that kind of thing. And I was like, does it matter the gender? And he was like, what? It's like, does it matter the gender in the glory hole? Like, if could I be in the bottom of the glory? Oh, yeah, fuck. We don't care. It's like, whatever you want to do. It's just, I, yeah, whatever you want to do. And now I'm like, whatever I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I do think it would. It was fun to go with this group, but it would also be good just to go us uh, some other random time. Agreed. So that way, it's a different experience, right? Yeah. But that being said, you did end up in the glory hole at one point. I did with one of our friends because uh-huh. he was like, "There's a glory hole." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Where?" And it was like right here. And so we peeled away from the group, so it was just the two of us. And he gets to it. He was like kind of look up at the stairs and then showed him the, the, the bottom part. And he's like, oh, cool. Okay, you go in there. And he kind of pushes me in behind the curtain. <laughs> and I hear, dum, 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 dum. and then all of a sudden, in his cock comes through the hole. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. So it's kind of funny because this guy is very well endowed, mm. painfully well endowed. And I'm choking on this thing. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, this thing is huge. And he's fucked me before. And I'm like, you know, so all these things are going through my head. Like I'm choking to death right now, but also I, he, I've bottomed for this, for this cock and it is so big. How did I do that? And I'm, you know, so I'm not really focusing on what I'm doing (laughs) because I'm trying to remember exactly how I got stretched so massively for this thing. Um, So a distracted blowjob. A distracted blowjob, but apparently it was great. No, humble brag. And plus he's not here to say anything else, but (laughs) It was funny because when he first pushed through, he got a bit of his testicle in and then he expanded and his testicle was kind of stuck in the hole. Oh, and no. <laughs> it was sort of, it became like a cock ring because I was thinking as well, because I can't pay attention to anything. I can't focus on what I'm doing. I was thinking like, how is he going to get his junk back through the, he's going to have to lose his erection a bit mm. in order to get back through. Finally, I think it pinched him enough that he was like, oh, and he, he kind of pulled out and then pushed back <laughs> yeah. through. Uh, but yeah, he was, he was like, mm, that was so good. I, I, he was like, I was edging for so long and I wanted to come. I just couldn't. And I thought you were going to make me and I just couldn't. Blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking to myself, well, if I probably wasn't thinking about so much about how I got this in my ass, I probably <laughs> could have made you come. But I'm sorry. That was on me. <laughs> and that's my story. But then we I'm came back. I love it. Uh, and yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> so before that time, we did go into the playroom that was just off of the lounge area. So the one that was a bit more open and it didn't have the door on it. But at the same time, we didn't really just want randoms coming in. So there was a chain. There wasn't really anything to hook the chain to that we saw how it worked. I don't know. Maybe we just didn't see how it worked. We didn't. So in that room, when you first walk in, to your right was a bed. To your left was a pretty long mirror. Yeah. And then directly in front of that doorway, where that doorway should be, was the other doorway for the private space. Yes. The chain was on the right-hand side of the entrance door, was meant to hook facing the, the 
the door that was the private, uh-huh. there was a hook on the other side. So, so it, it made a go, hallway. Oh, it was meant to go diagonal. No, it was meant to go directly across. So it made a hallway. Oh, so you could walk right. in to the door, the yeah, yeah, entry okay. without I a door, it. to the entry with a door. It created a fake hallway there. That's a little which weird. we should have done because yeah. then we could have had more people just standing there watching us. Because as we had it, people were pushing and shoving, trying to peek into the room that's, to see what was going on. That's true. That was just a little weird. I didn't figure that out. I guess because I wasn't expecting a chain to go that way. Exactly. Yeah. But remember, Angela. <laughs> Chains like us can go both ways. I know, I know. Uh, yes, we went into that room with six other. There were six of us. Yeah, six other people. No, because there were two there for a bit, then they left, and then they came back. And yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, but there were six of us constant in there and we went in put the chain up because we wanted people to be able to watch because you know we all like to put on a little show mm-hmm. and um yeah we just did the whole little kind of puppy pile well i say puppy pile but not really because you you i pounced of, on her you pounced on I her i always pounce on her and she's I, i'm gonna call her ariel because she's my little mermaid <laughs> that squirts like ariel um, squirts or drowns you. She, she is under the sea. Uh-huh. Or if I'm under her, I am under the sea. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so yeah. So you were playing with her, and yeah. So we just kind of ended up just playing with who was there, and and I made the rounds a little bit uh, with a couple different people, and, yeah. But mostly ended up with her partner, and it was fun. It was really good. Um, it was one of those weird nights for me, though. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about that. I, yeah. I know we're extending a long podcast, but I, I think this is important to touch upon. Yeah, so it was a weird one for me that, like, I was obviously really excited to see these people and play, and, and I was having a lot of fun. And we'd had a bit of foreplay leading up to this, and, like, in the beginning in the room. And so, I like, I was really wet, and I was excited, but at the same time, like, he wanted to go in me doggy style, which is normally one of my favorites, and... Yeah, he started to push in me, and I was like, "This doesn't feel right. Like it just hurt a little. Like it just, yeah." So, and it and it was like, "Oh, maybe it's the angle, mm-hmm. you know." And he's like, well, "We can take it slow, you know. Just go at your pace." It's like, okay. And so we tried for a couple minutes, and I was just like, "I don't think this is happening." Like my body was just like, "No." It's interesting. <laughs> and so then we flipped around and tried missionary because it was like, "All right, you know, maybe it's an angle thing or whatever." And I mean, I've, and I've had sex with him before, so yeah. this isn't like a new thing or like it's not like his cock is something bizarre for me to try to take like it's it's yeah. big but yeah, it's not like but, yeah it's not scary impossible and uh it's big it's actually really big anyway <laughs> and so yeah so we tried missionary and again same thing my body it just like it just didn't feel right it just it almost hurt a little or something i don't know it just it, that's so unlike weird. you yeah i was i was worried because i could tell that something was going on yeah and, and, and I was trying to do the double tap with you. And the first time I double tapped you, I think you accidentally triple tapped me. So then I was like, whoa, we need to stop. No, I actually tapped her because her she was right next to like where your hand was. Uh, and my fingers were overlapped weird. And I actually tapped her and I was like, wait, I didn't get him. And so I tried to rotate my hand. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, because I tapped, I was tapping on your forearm yeah. and then I felt three taps. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. we need to stop. So I kind of started to push her off and then mm-hmm. I double tapped you again just to make sure. Yeah. And then you double tapped back. And I was like, all right, so she is okay. Yeah, yeah, no, it was fine. But like I said, we tried to go slow like again a missionary like just okay like can ease into this we can make this work and I, I don't know like I'm, yeah just it just wasn't working and so I told him I was like look I'm sorry it's just not gonna happen right now maybe tonight I don't know I was like it's just not gonna happen I was like let me go down on you and so we I you know put pushed him down on the bed and took condom off and started going down on him and gave him a blow job hand job kind of back and forth edged yeah. him for a while uh which was fun because he's fun to edge <laughs> 
<laughs> you're just a and you're just a sadist. Well, yeah, a little bit. Uh, but we ended up doing that for a while, and at some point, I did look up, and there was a lot of people at the doorway watching. Yeah, and I think there had been some kind, of course, come and go and whatever. And somebody commented later on about there being a big crowd watching as well, which is good. It's fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know what was going on with my body, but I was just like, it's not going to happen. I'm not going to force it. And and it was weird because fast forward to when we got back to the hotel way, way, way later and we had sex yeah. and it was fine. So I don't know, maybe my head was just in a weird spot and I didn't yeah. realize it. I don't know, but something just didn't, well, didn't I, dive. I think it's great that you felt one comfortable enough in that, in the environment to say, this isn't going to happen and yeah. didn't just suffer through because I think a lot of people would have just suffered through, mm. but I think that w- the way you handled it was great. And the way he handled it was great. He was very patient. Yeah. yeah. He's very patient. And then he was like, are you okay? Yeah. You know, we can stop, we can do whatever. Cause I could hear some of this, mm. even though I had somebody's thighs wrapped around my ears. <laughs> um, but it was still, it was good to hear that I think I was really comforted knowing that you weren't trying to just push through it. Yeah. And I think that's important to to tell people, especially people who have maybe haven't gone to clubs before, that if at any point you don't feel comfortable, and it doesn't matter your gender, Mm-mm. but if at any point you don't feel comfortable or if it's not going to happen, if yeah. it's just not going to happen, communicate that with your partner and say, hey, this isn't going to happen. What yeah. else can we do? Yeah. Sometimes your body betrays you. That's okay. No. Yeah. But he was really good about it. And like I said, he was very patient and he was more just kind of like, what do you need? You know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, you know, if we, we can slow down, we can do this, whatever. And then when I said it wasn't going to happen, he's like, all right. And it's like, I'm going to go down on you. And he's like, okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, he handled it really, really well yeah. as you know, also, but I was just, yeah, I was like, I'm just not going to force myself. Like, I don't, I don't want to hurt. Just, yeah. you know, it's not worth it. Agreed. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny because we, like I was at one point I started fucking her and the bed was so low. Like it was, it was basically sitting mm. on the floor. Yeah. And so she, I got behind her, but she was close enough to the edge that I couldn't kneel on the bed. And so I ended up putting one leg up, like literally next to her mm-hmm. shoulder. My ankle was next to her shoulder and was fucking her that way, which is it. I looked at the mirror and was like, Holy shit, I never fuck anybody like this. This looks cool. It was really hot and it honestly it looked like a porn star move. It really it really was, <laughs> but it was because I couldn't figure out how to like like and I I was pushing her forward with each thrust, which meant that my leg that was on the floor kept stretching farther mm-hmm. and farther and farther. <laughs> and at one point I looked in the mirror and like my ass looked amazing because I was in such an uncomfortable position. <laughs> and I kind of looked over my shoulder. And at that point, I think there was five people watching and they were like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just, this, uh, this isn't working because already I was like, I'm out of position. I'm going to fall. You're and slipping. All this. I'm slipping. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call it. We fucked like this for a while. We're just, I'm just going to call it. And it was good, but it was great. It yeah, was so good. Yeah. And it was, but it was kind of funny in that those situations, which you look the best are the least comfortable and easy to sustain. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then, yeah, we, we, but, um, we did have sex back at the, uh, at the hotel and that sex was amazing sex yeah. because yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
so yeah, after that we kind of we did a few more passes back and forth. Yeah, well after that we went out to the lounge area just to get some water and rehydrate because we all kind of needed water and rehydration at that point. And we went out there and somebody had turned the fog machine on the dance floor. Oh my god! I, I didn't see anybody on the dance floor. Hell, I couldn't have seen through all the fog, but yeah. they turned it on. And there it was, was more mist than yeah. the mist. Yeah, it was like. <laughs> It, I thought that if you stepped into it, some Cthulian creature, <laughs> Lovecraftian creature was going to grab you and pull you up and cut uh-huh. you in half. There was that much fog. Mm. Yeah, it was It was kind of hilarious. That was funny. But yeah, we we did. So we we chatted a bit more, just whoever was around talking to people there, because there were still people from the meet and mingle there. Yep. And we did take a few more passes. Occasionally, one of us would go wander around, see what was going on. And there were a lot of closed doors. I will say that I think most times that I went through there might be one door that was open but all the other ones were closed there was a lot of closed doors Mm -hmm. and made me wonder is that is that just the kind of play style because i I guess i'm we're so used to our secret spot which if you want a closed door you almost have to fight for it most people Mm -hmm. play in the big open spaces or they'll play in the private rooms but have the chains up yeah yeah Uh, yeah but here it seemed like nobody wanted the doors open Mm -hmm. maybe and maybe that's just a uh, a local thing or I don't know. It could be a local thing, but also, I mean, you got to think. Maybe it's one of those things that because you can close the door, you will. Maybe. And we also didn't talk numbers, but when we got to the club, there were, this was before all the meet and mingle people got there. There were probably five or six couples. Does that seem about yeah, right? Yeah, I would have said five, 16 people. That okay. was eight couples. Eight couples. So, yeah. So, yeah. so there, and then from the meet and mingle, there were probably... 15 couples that came yeah you think i don't know how many actually made it there but it was a it was a lot it felt like like i feel like we more than doubled the number of people in this agreed agreed Uh, or at least doubled i should say at least doubled there was a bunch of people there so yeah i'm curious about the play style whether you know the closed doors is a opportunistic because you can whether it's that's how people in that area tend to play uh, admittedly, a lot of the meet and greet people were from the Queensland area, some from Sydney and whatnot, yeah. but you know, maybe it's just, maybe it's just how it is, um, or their particular preferences. I don't know, but I did notice that there was a lot of closed doors. So it was, you know, sometimes you walk around and you'd be able to see a little something, but mm-hmm. oftentimes there wasn't really a lot, yeah. which is maybe why we had such a big crowd at, at times in our room, because we had the chain up. We're like, Hey, come watch us. Yeah, maybe. You know, and every, who doesn't want a free show? Yeah. Especially your sexy ass. I almost fell. It was great. That would have been, that would have been a story. And that's how I broke my penis. Um, yeah, so basically we wrapped up and just talking to the some of the staff there, thanking them because they're, they were all super. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were really they were, nice. The great kind of, I mean, it's it's, I feel kind of bad saying this, but the best part of staff is that they make conversation when you want to make conversation, but then fade into the background and disappear when you want to go and play. Yeah. And the, the staff at Chateau Vino did that amazingly. Yeah. Uh, we were, we spoke with the owner for a bit before mm-hmm. we left, just talking about just how long they'd been up and running, which was 11 years, 11 I think. years, yeah. I think. Yeah. And some of the difficulties that they'd gone through, some of the growing pains that they'd had and some of the changes that they'd done to the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great space. Like, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. It's interesting to be in a swingers club like that that is a bit more rabbit warrenty because there's a lot of little nooks and crannies to explore and rooms to go check out and and it's just yeah, there's something I guess 
you know, different about it than what we're used to with our secret spot. Yeah. We've been to a lot of clubs and some are a lot more open and then some are like this, like a bit more kind of different rooms and things. And it's just, it's nice to have different spaces. I think this is probably my second favorite club that I've been to in Australia. I would agree. Uh, second only to OSS. Yep. Sorry, Chateauvino. Sorry, CV. But uh, uh, the new OSS. Let's specify. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you are better than the old Crown Street OSS. Mm-hmm. Sorry, OSS. Um, no, but it was. I, I really liked it. It was like eighty five percent swingers club, fifteen percent gay sauna mm-hmm. with its layout because it does feel kind of randomly. Oh, I said that though. I don't know. I do really like the rabbit hole. Oh yeah, uh, Chateau Vino in the rabbit hole, like it's gonna be a showdown. It's gonna be a showdown, <laughs> and I don't know who my second favorite club in Australia is now. I'm oh. sorry, it's probably still the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do love the rabbit hole. I love the rabbit hole. Yeah, and we haven't been since they've made some changes and they've, adjustments. Yeah, things, so we need to. So get we back need down. to go back. Look, what this means is that we have to go back to the rabbit hole and we have to go back to Chateau Vino and just really kind of figure out yeah. who holds the second place <laughs> in our hearts. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So all in all, it was a an amazing trip. It I, was a it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun to check out both the Chameleon Lounge and Chateau Vino and just be able to meet new people and have those good experiences. We did not see a lot of the Florida of Australia, but I'm pretty okay with that. I think we found the best parts. Yeah. And for anybody who wants to know what that means, uh, I look at it, it's, it's kind of like the Panama City of Florida as well, because it's not like proper mm, Florida, sure. but it's like, it's a... It, it's a purpose-built tourism area, like a tourism city with like all these, you know, big buildings, the casino, all that stuff. And it, but it's just kind of in the middle of, of nowhere along these beaches in Queensland, but it's purpose is for tourism. And yeah. they have some theme parks like Wet and Wild. It feels a know, bit plastic. Like it feels around. a bit like what you want for, to make baby boomers feel young again mm-hmm. for schoolies and, and spring breakers to come. So like the average age is right perfectly 30 because the vast majority of the people are either 18 or 70. Like it's, well, you got the kids for the theme parks too. So you got a lot of little kids running around. Yeah. So, So. I mean, it's not a bad place, but it's not anywhere that I would go and spend a lot of time. There was a lot of, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so if you are though in the gold coast, which I think you should go or Brisbane. You're not far away. That's right. Brisbane is just down the road from there or up the road from there. Go to the chameleon lounge and then definitely hit Chateau Vino and tell them you heard about them on the uh, podcast. It was a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. It's a good venue. Really, really nice people. All the social stuff and the information will be in the links Mm -hmm. in the podcast this week for both chameleon lounge and Chateau Vino. If you want to do something with exclusively RHP, you do need to be on Red Hot Pie, RHP, and then follow them. If you show interest, again, tell them you heard about them on the podcast. I think that'll probably get you an edge in. They're very selective about who they let into their meet and mingles, to their events. But they would know that if you listen to our podcast, you know how to behave yourself and follow the fucking rules. So we'll put ourselves out there for you. Tell them you heard about them Mm -hmm. here on by the by 
And uh, yeah, join us on our Discord chat. We sent pictures out from our trip to all of our friends there. Uh, how you do that, you go to www.patreon.com and support us at any level. 50 cents a week. That's all it takes to join our Discord chat with all of our lovely humans there. And you can uh, message us on any of our socials. We are at By the By Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. You can email us, theatomsoflove at gmail.com, or go to our website, www.bythebye.com.au, and message us through the contact page. We also have our schedule of events that are going on and all that fun stuff that uh, that's sitting around on our website. Any final sexy thoughts, Angela? I would just say if you're in the Gold Coast or have the chance, check out both of those venues. Both great. Have a lot of fun. Have some sexy times. And let us know how you go. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 